So the drama is thick, as thick as uh, Megan the Stallion's thighs on this trial. And um, let, let's go and find the thingy. So here, we'll, we'll start here. And let me make sure this isn't like super loud. 
So make sure y'all leaving a comment and let's get into this. The Tory Lanez trial begins today in Los Angeles and the Canadian rapper is facing charges related to a July 2020 incident where he's accused of pew-pewing Megan the Stallion. If convicted on all three felony counts, Lanez could face more than 20 years in prison. So he's facing 20 years in prison. Um... And uh, he probably almost guaranteed probably has uh, probably is going to be found guilty uh, for possession of an unregistered firearm. But before the trial, they added on another felony, which was what was it? They added on uh, shit. It's called um, unlawful discharging of a firearm which is a big deal in california again this is california california has very strict rules on guns and all that stuff it's not like here in the midwest where everybody was like born with a fucking hunting rifle you know they come out of the vag with a hunting rifle so uh so he's facing some hard time here and again i've sort of i've sort of switched sides here because i was team megan um, and, uh, you know, Samo, I gotta give it to Samo. He, he's, he's consistent. We gotta hit them with that Barney Fife rule, baby. Um, so, so yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's probably gonna get some kind of charge today. But, um, and today is supposed to be the verdict also. So I'm kind of hoping that the verdict is announced live. We can announce it live, but I don't know what's going on. Um, we can actually go see what's going on. We'll, we'll, we'll do this first. So, uh, yeah, he's facing some time. And I'm pretty sure he's going to get at least a gun charge because, I mean, he did have an unregistered gun. But uh, there, there's a lot to it. So, Of course, Lanes has pleaded not guilty. And Megan is reportedly supposed to take the stand tomorrow. Opening arguments, the prosecution laid out three text messages that Kelsey Harris, Megan's former friend and assistant, who was with the two musicians before, during, and after the pew-pewing, said to have sent to Megan's bodyguard Justin Edison in the five minutes following the pew-pewing, reading help, Corey pew-pewed Meg, and 911. So, okay, the pew-pew thing, I hate it. Okay, that, that, like, I hate fucking TikTok because you can't say anything. You say shot or shoot or murder or kill or anything like that, they'll take your videos down. So I'm sorry that there's a grown-ass man on screen going pew-pew-pew. Pew-pew-pew-pew. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so there, there was a lot of evidence against Tori at the beginning of this. And as the trial progressed, like, things got, you know, things got weird. And Kelsey, the friend, immediately after the shooting took place, texted, uh, what, what was his name? Um, it was the bodyguard. I believe it was his bodyguard saying that, you know, Tori shot Megan. So, you know, it, it looked really bad for Tory. Prosecution also played a portion of a voicemail in which Tory Lanez apologized and acknowledged he was drunk at the time of the pew-pewing, but did not admit to discharging any firearm. They also shared a text that Lanez sent Megan reading, I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart, shh, should have never happened, and I can't change what I did. Tory Lanez defense... Okay, so... He he also 
you know, he he also in the heat of things offered to pay them a million dollars each if they didn't turn him up. Turn yeah, pew pew. <laughs> Whatever, Nader. Pew pew pew. I really believe Megan the Stallion could use acting classes from Jesse Smollett. Y'all, I've seen those memes already. That's so funny that there there, uh, there was a meme. Um, I think I might have posted it where um, it shows Megan and it fades juicy in it. <laughs> <laughs> juicy comes in there. It, it fades from Megan to Juicy. This shit was hilarious. Uh, pew, pew, pew. Ben's attorney reportedly framed his opening statement around the alleged jealousy between Megan Thee Stallion and Kelsey Harris, who he claims both had a relationship with Lanes. They also said Megan and Lane started fighting during a party at Kylie Jenner's house, and that Corey Gamble, who apparently witnessed some of the argument, will take the stand. Defense attorneys also said that Megan had a pattern of questionable behavior while she was involved with men who they said included rapper DaBaby and basketball player Ben Simmons. Now, this was kind of fucked up. They're, they're, they're saying that Megan had questionable, um, has a questionable past because a reputation because she's out there fucking the baby who is who he just won a, a case. He just won six. Finally, a win for the baby after losing almost his entire career. At least he gets six million dollars off of he he literally beat the shit out of and robbed a promoter for shorting him 10K, which ten thousand dollars is not a, a little bout money. Right, that's a lot of money, and uh, you know I, I, I kind of champion that. I mean, I've been in that position where uh, a promoter is coming up after the show, like, well, I do, we didn't make that much money, and, uh, and you didn't bring out a bit, 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 bit. I was like, bitch, this is what we agreed on, and this is what you're doing. Um, I, I almost got arrested because I threw a fucking, I threw, I threw a napkin thing into the liquor bottles behind the bar. And all hell broke loose. And they're like, get him out of here. And then Raina was there. And they all ended up getting in a big fight. It was, it was a mess. It was a mess. Allegedly. Allegedly. So I know that feeling. And so I, I don't I, I don't even hate on fucking baby for, like, whooping this dude's ass and robbing his bitch ass. Because you can't make an agreement and then be like, ooh, we didn't do but do. It's like, bitch, that's not what we agreed on. Pay me. Fuck you. Pay me. I did the show. I did my job. Now you have to pay me, bitch. Anyways, back to this. He's tested positive for firearm residue, which is the chemical released when a firearm is discharged. We should also note that three other people at the scene tested positive, including Megan's friend Kelsey Nicole, who was also in the car the night that Lanes was physically Assaulted. The defense says that Lanes only tested positive with firearm residue because he tried to take the firearm away from Nicole, his defense attorney said. Added that Tori's DNA was not on the firearm and questioned the logistics of how he could have pulled it out when he was wearing only swimming trunks. Now it looks like the defense is going to try to frame Nicole Harris as the pew pewer. And it is reported that they have pew -pew. eyewitnesses showing Meg and Nicole fighting. You got residue on your hand. <laughs> You're guilty. Castration. Double castration. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. It, 
so there there's a lot that came to, to light with this trial you know like that that was one thing that no one knew before the trial was that everyone had gun residue on their hands uh, except for Megan the Stallion uh, I had to see how frozen my pond was <laughs> you're just out there shooting your pond <laughs> That's tight. Were you trying to ice skate or 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 uh, uh, fish, or neither? I don't know. Anyways, the night of the pew pewing. And that's day one of the trial. Make sure you follow and drop a comment because we're gonna be following this trial through right. Tory Lane's trial day two. Megan Thee Stallion takes the stand and says she All wishes that she hadn't survived the alleged pew pewing. Now, Who do you think is lying? Now, okay. This shit to me was this was one of the red flags, right? Because I thinking about how Samo has been on this shit and saying that she's a bad actress, and I and and I saw it too. Like I I I agreed with with him. How is it alleged she was shot? The BFF, but I don't think she took money. <laughs> I didn't even see these. How is it alleged if she was shot? Well, you know, there was, motherfucker. Um, because, okay, I don't even know why I'm talking to that to those people over there. That's a day ago. Um, I'm a surgeon with the steel. I always have my gloves on. Well, look at you. Aren't you, aren't you fancy? Um, when, she was say, when she said, I wish I hadn't survived... Like that was a big red flag for me because I do remember the 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 interview she did, which maybe we should step back and and actually re-examine that because we've seen that before. Um, uh, who was it with? Um, uh, not Young Miami. Was it with Gail? Yeah, right here. So this, so this, we won't watch the whole thing, but we'll we'll so briefly walk us through what happened that night. So it this is you're at a party at Kylie Jenner's house. I had went there, and we were just hanging out, and I was ready to go because I had been there all day. And she was wasted and blacked out, and she was causing trouble because she saw Tori hitting on Kylie, and she got jealous and started freaking out, and Tori left, and then he came back. Anyways, so you guys which she's not saying anything about. Why would she? Here's the whole situation. Make the stallion acting like she's Tupac or 50 Cent. You got shot in the foot and went to work the next day. <laughs> You know what? I mean, either way, she shouldn't have gotten shot. It's horrible. It's horrifying that she even got shot at. It should have never happened. I mean, someone did shoot her. They did find bullet fragments, and there was a forensic, forensic scientist who confirmed that there were bullets and in, in, in pieces of fragmented bullets in her foot. So she did get shot, but it's by who did she get shot? end up in a car you Tory Lanez your friend at the time Kelsey and his driver slash security okay. Tory Lanez whose real name is Daystar Peterson at that point the argument wasn't even you get out of the car right at that point Houston there was an argument and you get out of the car right at that point the argument wasn't even look here they come like the argument was here, here comes the tears here comes the tears her eyes are puffy so I bet she's been drinking or she's been partying 
people in the back seat. So I asked the driver to pull the car over, like, I'm done with this. And I should have stayed out of the car. Like, I should have not got back in the car. Mm -hmm. And they was like, Megan, just get back in the car. We almost there. Like, just get back in. Mm -hmm. So I get back in the car. It's like it's getting worse. Like, the arguing in the car. The arguing in the car is getting worse. And I don't want to be in this car no more. Like, because I see it's getting crazy. Mm -hmm. So I get out the car, and it's like everything happens so fast. And all I hear is this man screaming. Is he said dance, and he starts shooting, and I'm just like, oh my god! Like he shot a couple of times, and I, I so was so scared. So is he in the car shooting from the car, Megan? He is standing up over the window. Okay. Which this is true. This part was confirmed that he was standing up over the car. But there, the eyewitness claims that he was shooting up above him, shooting the gun five times just to sort of get people's attention. So it's really weird. Again, I feel like she was probably really drunk and pissy drunk. And they were arguing, being petty. And she got out of the car. Someone shot her. Because the thing that she also leaves out of this interview is that she was arguing with her friend Kelsey, violently arguing with her, too. So th that's the thing. We, we didn't know that shit, right? We didn't know that she was actually arguing with her former best friend. Every time I see the uh, see make the Meg the Stallion, now I'm going to carry a book just to drop it. Shoot it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even want to move. I didn't want to move too quick, like, cause I'm like, oh my God, if I take the wrong step, I don't know if he can shoot something that's like super important. I don't know if he could shoot me and kill me. Like, Were you afraid for your life at that I time? I was really scared cause I had never been shot at before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I looked down at my feet cause I wasn't even, the adrenaline is pumping so hard. I'm not sure if he hit me. Like, I feel it, but I don't understand what's happening. So I look down at drunk. my feet and I'm like, oh my and God. In shock. Like, I'm really bleeding. Mm -hmm. So I like drop down and I crawl in somebody's driveway. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe you shot me. <laughs> and what is he saying, Tory Lane saying? He's after apologizing. He He's, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please don't tell nobody I'll give y'all a million dollars if y'all don't say nothing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you offering me money right now? Help me. Like, and if you're sorry, just help me. Like, but at that moment, we didn't even make it to, to the house. Like somebody had already called the police and it was like so many of them. It was helicopters. I was like, oh my God, we all about to die. Like the George, the George Floyd incident had just happened. The police are definitely very much shoot first, ask questions after. So mm -hmm. I'm like. Mm, in Los Angeles as well, I could see that. I could see how the whole country was fucking going nuts at that time. So I could buy that. I could buy that situation. She, like, uh, a SUV full of black people in the wrong neighborhood, quote unquote wrong neighborhood. Um, you know, I could see how cops could come out blasting. So. That I would give a, a thing. And, and she also lied about what happened. Uh, you know, that she lied to the police that she stepped on glass. Eddie Murphy should be getting royalty rights for the story. This is Harlem Nights, a classic movie in the black community scene for scene. 
a good movie. Uh, I want to see the person that paints her nails. She knows the story. <laughs> the helicopter part came from Don't Be a Menace while drinking your juice in the hood, and there was not one Karen on deck for her story. Come on, uh, come, come on now, felonious. Okay, so let's jump back to the trial. So this is this is Megan. So th- there was a strict no camera policy inside the courtroom. And um <clears throat> there um so there's just artist renditions and it's all just people who are like basically live tweeting from the trial in- on breaks and stuff. So this is where a lot of the information comes from. Let me know in the comments and let's get into this. Megan Thee Stallion gave an emotional testimony to the jury today. At one point, clearly upset, Meg said, I can't believe I have to come up here and do this, before claiming Kelsey Nicole and Tory Lane started to fight while in the car, prompting her to get out of the ride. According to Meg, as she started walking, she heard Tory say, Dance, B, and claimed she then saw him with the bun pointing at Gun. her before getting bought. She also Shot. claims that Tori then said to her, don't say anything and I'll give you a million dollars, adding he was already on probation. She says she remembers thinking about how he seemed more concerned about possibly going to jail than pew-pewing her. And- God damn, I hate pew-pewing her. So the story's consistent, right? She got her story down, but it's not, it's not, some of it's not true. She's lying. Or she's wasted and she don't remember right. She just created a, a, a whole thing in her head. As for her ex-assistant and friend, Kelsey, Meg testified she never saw her with the bun. And regarding the lack of support from the rap community, Megan chalked it up to the idea that it's still largely a boys club. Lanes's attorney then began cross-examination by pressing Megan on the details of that night and the differences... Yeah, so she also brought up the idea that the whole rap community is a boys that she said the misogyny was terrible. And it's like, well, it's just interesting that, you know, there was a lot of people who who are sticking up for Tori, Samo, and now myself. I'm I'm guessing that he probably didn't shoot her. Um, And a lot of people were coming for Meg. Um, and, and I don't know if that's misogyny, but like, it's such a, such an unnecessary thing to sort of, I mean, it's basically the court of public opinion, right? And, um, people, people were coming for her pretty hard and plus she has the supporters too. So I don't know. I, I just felt like that was, that was just trying to, she was she was placating to our environment that we're in right now as a as a country and a society and knowing that the jury is listening um you know she's just trying to placate to the idea that misogyny was making you know was making everybody turn against me and i'm not lying and she's been lying she has been lying it's all out there now she has been lying but, um, you know, some people foresaw this and saw through it, I guess. Some people didn't. I mean, I was totally me- and Team Meg. I was just like, damn, I think this dude probably did shoot this lady. <laughs> it's it's kind of fucked up.
and statements she gave to police and prosecutors since the incident took place. The lawyer asked Megan if she lied about her and Lanes' relationship during a previous interview with Gail King, as well as to the police and that's, that's the interview we were just watching. Prosecutors, she said matter-of-factly, yes. In an especially emotional part of her testimony since the incident took place. The lawyer asked mm. Megan if she lied about her and Lanes' relationship during a previous interview with Gail King, as well as to the police and prosecutors. She said matter-of-factly, yes. In an especially emotional part of her testimony. She was definitely lying about the glass. She was lying about certain aspects of what happened that night. So it's all coming out here in the trial. During her testimony, she's admitting that she lied to some people. Someone quit get MC Light. She would definitely back up Megan Thee Stallion or some, maybe we can find Lauren Hill or maybe even SZA. Not a boy's game. It's the rap. It's the rap that they carry along the way of making music. Uh, I would say there's a, probably a lot more dudes, dude rappers than there is women rappers. But as as the as the genre has progressed in society and in the culture, um, you know, a lot more women have been coming up. So I, I I can see where people can you know see that it's a boys' game because it was a lot of dudes for a long time, and and a female rapper was somebody. It was kind of like, oh shit, look at you know this this look this girl can rap, you know. It was sort of a, it was a rarity more than it was, you know. Uh, I can't think of the word. Anyways, next. Maury, she said, "I don't want to live. I wish he had just bought and unalived me if I had to go through this torture." Referring to all the criticism that she's received, with people calling her a liar, and even Drake made a song with Twenty One Savage about the whole situation. She also indicated that guys are prone to take Tori's side by default, and that slut shaming, misogyny would wrongly ensue against her. Now, Lanes ended up showing up with... Well, at this point, when I was reading through the transcripts and stuff, or not the transcripts, but through, like, the reports and stuff, like, this was the part where I was like, oh, wait a second, why is she leaning so hard into this? And she she admits that she was lying. That's when things started to change for me. I was like, uh, she's leaning really hard in this whole thing of public opinion and guys. Guys are prone to take Tory's side by default. And she was saying that, you know, she wished she would have died. Like, are you serious? You're a very wealthy, famous rapper with a beautiful ass. You wish you would have died because the torture of going through this is too much. I don't know about that, Megan. So that was all like red flags started popping up. Oh, and that slut shaming, misogyny would wrongly ensue against her. Now, Lanes ended up showing up with his son, which I thought was a little inappropriate, and maybe he was trying to sway the jury. And of course, Megan showed up in this beautiful purple suit, looking radiant, where she was greeted by supporters and non-supporters. In fact, one person said, leave that boy alone. Here's Megan's fans all giving her support, which is very nice. And of course, Lane's had his supporters there showing their love. But what do y'all think of Megan? So, 
So yeah, someone I, I misquoted the person too. I said you stop lying on that boy. I think is what they someone said in the background. What happened was her legal team tried to play the Me Too logic to the black community and found out that people aren't fooled. I remember she had a gag order placed on Tory Lanez not to speak. She did, didn't she? Let's see. Tory Lane sees rights to talk about it. Yeah, so this was back in January. Megan Thee Stallion can talk about my case, so why can't I? Megan Thee Stallion recently sounded off about Tory Lane's alleged shooting her, and now he wants a level. He wants to level the playing field and speak his mind. A judge had ordered Lane's to keep his lips sealed about the information info he gets from prosecutors in the case. And also barred him from contacting Meg on social media, but in a new court filing, he says that's totally unfair. Um, Lane said he was particularly uh, particularly miffed about what went down last week, and then erroneous reports began circulating that charges against Tory were dropped. Megan responded on social media, at this point, I'm getting annoyed. Stop believing everything you read on the motherfucking internet. Uh, imagine how I feel waking up every day to see people lie and turn my trauma into a joke. Oh, <laughs> boom! That point, son. That point. I got that point down. <laughs> Did you hear about the Britney Griner coming home? Oh boy, I'm definitely, uh, definitely can drunk all over that. Oh, dunk all over that. Listen, uh, I. I I'm glad that she's home. I'm glad she's home. There's no reason for her to um, rot in prison over weed. And I know that that Marine was left behind. And maybe some people thought that was, it should have been. Look, I, I can see the point. It made Joe Byron's PR look good. And because she's gay, she's fucking black. Like, it, she hits all the, 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 she hits all the markers, right? So, you know, I see why they went for him. Also, I heard that the Marine might have been a spy and that he stole money and shit. So there might be like some weird shit going on with him as well. So I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I know Donald Trump tried was trying to negotiate for him, but he ended up not getting him out. So the Trump administration also had their um, had an opportunity to get that Marine out. But, you know. It didn't. So, you know, I'm just glad that she's home. She didn't deserve this. Be even, even if she did shit all over America when she was here, and no one. <laughs> what was funny too is that she had a coming home party, and she was like inviting, like I guess everybody or something, and only 20 people showed up. I mean, have you guys ever seen the stands in a WNBA game? It, 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 there's like a cluster of people and then empty seats all around. Gag orders don't work against guys. It's the silent treatment. But the problem with the gag order, it backfires when you hear someone that overspeaks and basically kills their own chances of winning, which we're watching, we're watching unfold. It was the homecoming minus the community. Unfortunately, the alphabet did not show up. I guess I got stuck on <laughs> They got stuck on Sesame Street. Yeah, no, no, no. They they were all about her coming home, but when she came home, uh, the community was just like, man, fuck you. 
<laughs> we got other things to do. We we got people to cancel on Twitter, all right? So yeah, that 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 is weird that she wanted him to not talk about it, but yet she was able to say whatever she wanted about it. So there there's a red flag right there for sure. All right, so back back to this. Um Tory Lane's trial, day three, part one. Kelsey Nicole testifies and says Megan the Stallion was drunk and acting out at the party before the pew-pewing incident. Make sure y'all leave in a comment and let's get into this. We're going to be sourcing our information from James Qualley, who is a I LA Times Quilly. reporter and is in the courtroom right now tweeting almost in real time. Kelsey Heron, who is Megan's ex-best friend and assistant. Her testimony at Tory Lane's trial began with her showing up with an attorney and asking for immunity. It was granted even after the DA swore they had no intent to prosecute. So, boom, right here. Big ass red flag, y'all. Big ass red flag. The friend asked for immunity? Like, what do you need immunity? If you didn't do shit, why would you need immunity from anything? Like... Like, you're just a witness to testify that and send Tori to prison, right? Wrong. Wrong. She want, She's like, I need immunity. I need immunity. I don't, I don't want to, like, whatever comes on, I don't want to be, I don't want to be convicted. Remember, kids, that the first thing, Samo, uh, what I was going to be asking for when I showed up to your country. <laughs> I want immunity. Which is a really weird thing to ask. This is a really weird thing to ask. Right away, this is a red flag for me. Because remember, Lanes' attorney is trying to paint Kelsey as the pew-pewer. So why would she need immunity if the DA already swore that they had no intent of prosecution? Even here, you could see Which is shoddy. This is also reflecting back on shoddy. Because I, I don't think I really covered this in the TikTok, but the, the defense, Tory Lane's lawyer, were also trying to point out how terrible of a job that the, the lead detectives did. Also, one of the lead detectives is in the middle of a, a domestic violence case, and so they weren't even going to bring him on because they thought that his domestic violence case would like overshadow his testimony. Um, but again, they never tested, they never asked, they never asked Kelsey anything about it, about if she was a shooter or not, and they never fucking tested her DNA against the DNA they found on the gun. So that is shabby work there. And so this sort of is a reflection of that, and the prosecution obviously was like, "Well, you have no, you you have nothing to fear. You didn't do anything." And they they all just assumed Tory did it, like like me, like myself. I just assumed Tory did it. See James saying no explanation as to what the immunity is for, right? No comment from Lane's defense attorney and Harris and her attorney fled the hallway before they could be approached by reporters. Now, Kelsey spent a little less than 40 minutes on the stand saying a lot of her memory of the party was blurred. How convenient. Because of the alcohol consumption, she accused Megan of lying about her and called accusations she bought Megan ridiculous. She generally painted Megan as drunk and acting out at the party before the fight in the SUV that predated the pew-pewing. The key moment came when DDA Kathy Ta asked if Lanes had threatened to pew-pew Kelsey and Kelsey took, took the, the fifth. fifth. Which means she refused to answer, as is her right. 
court broke not long after this on two key points, whether Lane's threatened her, Kelsey, or whether Lane's called her and Megan B's and H's. Bitches and Weirdly, hoes. Kelsey was non-responsive until DDA reminded her she confirmed both those things in a September 2022 interview with the prosecution. Court will resume at... So, so what's happening now is that she's sort of pleading the fifth and she is starting to... Um, she's starting to get her stories mixed up from what she officially gave... Um, from what she officially gave to the prosecutors initially, and now she's changed her story. She's trying to she she she's pleading the fifth. She starts saying that she doesn't remember. Things are blurry. Blah blah blah. So this is a huge huge red flag. And I think this is I mean this is when a lot of people started really turning on this bitch because. You know, what was going on here? It's like, oh, you don't remember? It was Get out of here. You're pleading the fit. Get get the fuck out of here. At 1.30, and we'll see if the DA's office explains the immunity issue before that. Which I am very curious. Why did she ask for immunity? If she's innocent of no crime, there's no reason to ask for immunity. But what do you think? Does this make you more suspicious of Kelsey? Fuck yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, no, oh, this no, is funny. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. Tory Lane's trial, day three, part two. Kelsey Nicole Harris admits that Tory Lane's threatened her, but goes radio silent when pressed for detail. Did somebody say hush money? Let me know in the comments and let's get into this. Back to James Queeley's Twitter thread. On afternoon break at Tory Lane's trial, Kelsey Harris's testimony has been a lot of I don't recalls and at least one more failed attempt to plead the fit. She's saying she doesn't remember things she said to prosecutors during a September interview, which was record she wouldn't confirm she saw lanes with the bun which she said Again. in a recorded interview or that lanes threatened to pew pew her recordings have been played in court Kelsey Harris goes on to say she's struggling with postpartum depression and a recent unaliving in her family, and her mind isn't here right now. She also denied Lane's offered her hush money, which Megan alleged he did to the tune of $1 million. So at this point, I'm starting to think, well, if if she is pleading the fifth and doing all this stuff, and and allegedly he paid for her lawyer, her lawyer fees, I started thinking, well... Maybe he did shoot her, and he's just trying to get Kelsey to not convict him, which, you know, that makes sense, too. Um, but on the other hand, you know, it, I don't think they were able to prove anything about money and, and uh, being exchanged. So, you know, we're only going off of what they're introducing in here in court. After I got immunity, Boy Ottoman uh, talking about R. Kelly Key's snuffle up, oh, snuffle up a guess versus Sesame Street automate all over the place. Your voice attack shit sucks, Amo. 
$1,000 yesterday when she was testifying. The judge has directed at this time that the jury cannot consider the recordings of Harris's prior interview with the DA's office as evidence. Harris said our interview was not 100% truthful, although she would not explain any further on what was truthful and what wasn't. Now, Kelsey did say... So she's just sitting there fucking like <clears throat> basically saying it's like, yeah, I lied. I lied to the prosecutor when they were in the initial questioning and the in, in the pre-trial questioning. Yeah, I lied. I just lied about shit, which never looks good. And they ended up so they didn't want to have it the initial interview that she did with the prosecution. They didn't want to enter it in as evidence because um I can't remember why, uh, but but eventually the judge does allow it to be used as evidence because I mean she it was such a it, she there was just so many you know lies that accumulated that they were just like what what the fuck so I think they did end up letting and it's been a couple of days so I'm not remembering but we'll watch what Mike says here that Tori was flirting with Kylie Jenner and that Megan the Stallion was not with it. He also said that Megan was acting obnoxiously drunk and ended up getting kicked out of the party. So they initially left Tori behind, but then Megan said that she forgot a slipper and that was the excuse to go back and get Tori. She also was saying that as soon as they got into Tori's car, that they all were arguing with each other. And she also confirmed that Megan was critical of Tori's career and talent as a rapper, and that infuriated him, obviously. Dudes and our little egos. Kelsey also spoke about how she met Megan at a Rock Nation club back in 2020. And then originally, Megan wanted to hook Tori up with Kelsey. Well, during COVID, Kelsey went home to her family out east, and Megan and Tori started hooking up, which Kelsey didn't know until the night of the pew-pewing. Kelsey also found the notion that she pew-pewed Megan as, quote, ridiculous. When pressed to say what Tori said exactly as he was threatening Kelsey, Kelsey shrunk in the stand and ended up pleading the fifth and saying, I don't know. I suppose the weirdest part is that in the September interview, she said that Lane's threatened to pew pew her and ultimately fired five shots aimed at Megan's feet. But in court today, she declined to confirm that Megan was even pew pew. In the end, she said, I'm neutral. I've moved on with my life. What y'all think? Sounds like she was paid in the shade. Let me know what you think in the comments. So yeah, like I was saying, I was like, this sounds like she's either paid off or she's lying. And most likely she's just lying. So, I mean, there's just so many discrepancies going on here. It's, it's, it's wild. It's fucking wild. Uh, just like drill music in Chicago being used as evidence, can we also use that disc record that Megan Thee Stallion made and bring it in as a defense for Tory? Yo, um, uh, uh, um, Young Thug is going to bring in uh, <laughs> some rap specialists, some lyric specialists, um, and, and to, as witnesses on his behalf... Because they're trying to use Young Thug's lyrics against him. So that just came out today, I think, that he's going to be calling some experts, some rap experts, <laughs> some lyric experts. Well, and you know what's funny, Samo, is that uh, Kelsey actually released a diss track 
and I think we cover it. Kelsey releases a diss track, which they they actually do, I think, end up submitting into evidence because um, they're trying to indicate that she admitted that she shot her on the on the on the track but it, it didn't turn out that way they're going to use naked neil degrasse tyson and rap physics but then krs1 is going to discredit him yeah probably that that'd be funny if they did use neil degrasse tyson is gonna snitch gonna oh, we'll get there yes ma'am tory lane's trial day four Megan Thee Stallion's former friend Kelsey Harris on her second day of testifying in the Tory Lanez trial. Make sure y'all leave a comment. Let's get into this. Today we'll be sourcing our information from Megan Cuniff, Cunna, and here's her credentials. But first, back to James Queeley. Maybe the most significant development this morning at the Tory Lanez trial came after Kelsey Harris left the stand. The prosecution is seeking permission to play her entire recorded interview from September 20. And remember, the interview from September is the initial pre-trial interview that they, the prosecution did with Kelsey, uh, which is all the discrepancies that's going on between her actual testimony and what happened uh, in that recorded interview from September. 2022. Now, if you recall from yesterday, Kelsey admitted that she was lying to prosecutors in that interview in September. And because the prosecution is pressuring Kelsey to testify, the prosecutors are playing the video to refresh Kelsey's memory and to show the jury the current testimony is inconsistent. And though the jurors have heard a lot of Kelsey's recorded interview with the prosecutors in September, the judge told them yesterday that the interview is not evident. Now, it seems like Kelsey... Which doesn't make sense to me. Like, okay, you heard most of the interview from September. How is that not evidence? I mean, if the jury heard it, they fucking heard it. Like, what, what are you even trying to say here, bro? I don't even know what they're trying to say here, bro. Kelsey gave more of the I don't know and I was too drunk to remember type of testimony today. And according to James Queeley, the prosecution was sort of blindsided by her behavior. Probably because she was given hush money. Shh. But by the end of the day, the judge is going to allow prosecutors to play the entirety of Kelsey's 80-minute interview recorded with prosecutors in September. Again, to point out inconsistencies, I guess. Another big moment I feel is when the defense asked Kelsey if anyone actually said dance B uh, before the pew pewing, which Meg actually testified on Tuesday is what Tori said before pew pewing her. I don't know where that came from, Kelsey said in a it's so stupid tone of voice. So no. So Kelsey even says that Tori never said that. <clears throat> I mean, people are lying. People are fucking lying. She continued. Directly contradicting what Megan just said on Tuesday. Also, the surgeon that removed the fragments from Megan's foot testified and confirmed that it was actual bullet fragments that he pulled from Megan's foot. So there's no denying now she was pew-pewed by someone. Now, both lawyers emphasize that just because she got immunity does not mean that that covers perjury. As in, if Kelsey lies on the stand in Tory's trial, she can be charged with a crime. And here's some of the conversation they had. Pause for the cause. 
Now, Kelsey still won't admit that Tori was the one who did the pew-pewing. And at one point, Kelsey said that Megan's camp told her that she stepped on a piece of glass, which is what she originally told the police when the incident first happened. And at one point, the defense did say there is a witness that will testify that Kelsey was the pew-pewer, but that resulted in the fastest objection, and it was sustained. Apparently, there's a drunk juror, but I don't know. Make sure you leave in a comment. Yeah, there's a report that there was a drunk juror, someone who was showing up wasted, and there was two jurors that were actually replaced by the backup jury, and um, yeah, so there was some weird fuckery going on, and they were trying to say that Tory was paying off jurors and stuff like that, so it, it, it was some weird stuff going on in this trial. Tory Lane's trial day, day five. five. Bombshell interview with Megan the Stallion's ex-pal Kelsey Harris was played at Tory Lane's trial. Majors listened to the September 14, 2022 interview. That yeah, for sure. News. The judge wasn't going to allow his evidence, but the judge actually changed their mind. The judge allowed the full tape in as evidence prior to inconsistent statements and after prosecution raised issue that defense had opened the door to the tape by implying prosecutors pressured Harris to the interview. Basically, she was lying and they're just trying to jar her memory with this interview she gave because she was being very inconsistent on the stand with I don't knows and I don't remembers and I was too drunk. In the tape, Harris told prosecutors a fight broke out inside the SUV and that she stepped in to defend Megan when Peterson or Tory Lane started disrespecting her. On the recording, Harris said, I said, you're not going to talk to my friend like that. Honestly, when I argue, I can say things that are hurtful too. He responded, my dude, I'll pew pew you. He said that to me and reached like he was going to grab something, reached toward the middle council, but never pulled anything. The fight escalated in. So this is the this is the interview that she gave the prosecutors um, in September that they're they're just sort of reviewing what she said, <coughs> and she claimed that Tory was went to grab for the gun, but never did. And that they, you know, they're all arguing together here. Into Megan and Tori arguing about each other's careers. Eventually, Tori told the driver to pull over and told the women to get out. For time's sake, pause to read what she said. And we'll, we'll go through here. I get, I get out of my side and no sooner do you know, you start hearing gunshots going off. I looked up maybe about a second or third gunshot. You see Tori, he's now in the front seat. I guess he must have jumped over in a smooth transition and he's leaning over the door, she said, saying the door was open at this point. He's shooting over the door, Harris told prosecutors. He's leaning... He's leaning over the front passenger door, and he was shooting. So that matches up with what what's her name was saying, Megan the Stallion was saying, but it's still you know inconsistent with what she was saying during her testimony. After Tori allegedly pew pewed Megan, she went into defense mode and stepped in front of Peterson to block his path to Megan bleeding on the driveway. My adrenaline was so high, I don't know if he was hitting me with a closed fist or slapping me. It was just physical altercation. And apparently, Tori picked her up and moved her out of his way. And Tori's a little guy. I, I mean, that must have been hard for him. Harry said to jump in the Tori is shorty. He is a shorty. Um, yeah. Anyways. 
driver's seat of the SUV and jerked the vehicle to cause a distraction, which ended up working, but he got to me really quick and started pulling me by my hair. He was pulling me by my hair really hard. In the interview yeah, so, I mean, she's saying in that, that interview in September with prosecution before the trial that he actually was physically assaulting her, was pulling her hair, slapping her, or punching her, picked her ass up and moved her out of the way. I gotta get to Megan. Anyways, it, this gets way fucking more dramatic. She broke down crying at points, but said that she wanted to tell her side because she felt like Megan abandoned her after the pew-pewing, declining to clear her name in statements on social media. After playing the recording, prosecutors called a pair of LAPD criminologists. They said the four bullet casings recovered at the scene of the pew-pewing were matched to the 9mm semi-automatic recovered from the floor of the Escalade where Peterson had been seated. Determined the DNA testing on the firearm was inconclusive as Peterson's and the DNA was not on the magazine. Also said if Peterson did do the pew-pewing, they would have a conclusive result. They also found the DNA profile of an unidentified woman, but investigators never sought to gather Harris's DNA. Which is like WTF, let me know in the comments what- So that's a huge thing right there. That's a huge thing right there. So the forensic scientists were basically saying that Tory, if Tory did shoot the gun as much as he had, that there would be a solid DNA sample on there. Uh, and then, of course, this is where they reveal that the DNA, there was a female's DNA that they found on there. So it was all inconclusive. So the evidence, so the DNA evidence is basically, they don't know what's going on because it probably got handled by several different people that night. And there was a female DNA on there. But again, they never fucking, the, the cops never questioned Kelsey about it. And they never tested her DNA against it. Whether or not it would have came back inclusive, we'll never know because they never did it. So, you know, bad police work. They just assume that fucking the Canadian, the Canadian African or the African Canadian was the, was the guy, right? Which... Probably a little racist. Who knows? Anyways, I don't want. I'm. We're not gonna see her play the race card on it. But it was very. That's very bad. Bad fucking police work. Somebody gets arrested. Not that I know. Somebody not that I know what. Good. This is. She's like this. I gotta get out of camp. Is Master P? Is Master? Trial day six. Investigators tried to locate Megan the Stallion's bodyguard and Megan's stylist testified. Megan the Stallion's bodyguard, Justin Edison, remains off the grid after skipping his scheduled testimony. But the LA County DA's office now has cops on the hunt for him. Justin was supposed to testify on Friday, but never showed up. His disappearance raised a lot of eyebrows, and law enforcement sources tell us investigators paid a visit to his LA home on Monday morning. Unfortunately, they did not locate him. Now, Megan's attorney believes that there's witness intimidation going on and claims prosecutors have launched an investigation into that. Megan's stylist EJ King also testified today. EJ testified that he reportedly urged Megan Stang to leave Kylie Jenner's party the night of the puke. He also had a lot more. You know what? We should go over to... Let's see. Um, 
because he did. I, I was sourcing my information from a, several different people, and this one lawyer, lawyer for workers. This dude did a really good job at it too. Um, let me see. Um. However, will he still finish testifying? And then I saw something that we should all be embarrassed about as a better than TV. Hollywood writers can't make this stuff up. Wait until you hear what the eyewitness testimony was this morning at the Meg's hairstyles. Egypt Here we go. Let me catch up on what went on with him. As a very, this is very pretty good. This dude's been a pretty good source, too. I'm six foot four. This guy's like six foot five. Huge presence, heels. He's like clicking, stomping through the courtroom. He had beautiful flowing hair down to like his belly button, bright pink suit on, amazing presence. And then the scene that he walked into. So we had lunch and then we come back from lunch and like 30, 45 minutes goes by. The judge isn't there. The lawyers aren't there. Everybody's very confused. What's going on? Well, what's going on is nobody had ever heard what EJ had to say before. And so the lawyers and the judge were in the back going over with EJ to make sure his testimony is appropriate to present to the jury. Now, when he comes out, the defense attorney presents him as their witness. He's the defense's first witness. Defense attorney explains to the jury that nobody has ever spoken to him. The police have never interviewed him. No one knows what he's gonna say. There was a moment where the question is asked to EJ, hey, at some point in the night, did something happen to Meg that gave you concern? And EJ lets out a big sigh. And he's like, oh, yes. And we were on the edge of our seat. Like, what is he about to say? And he's like, her wig started slipping. <laughs> and he's like, yo, her wig started slipping. I went to her, I was like, yo, we got to fix this wig. We tried to fix it. And then it started slipping some more. We went to the bathroom and the bathroom, we realized this wig cannot be fixed and we were ready to go. The rest of his testimony, let me take you what he went first off. Amazing witness, great presence, believe everything he said. I'd said that about Kelsey in the morning. By the afternoon, nobody believed anything Kelsey said. The whole day, EJ testified. The whole day, everybody believed what everything EJ said, if you ask me. So, EJ testified. They get there. <clears throat> they check into their room. Kelsey goes, starts playing Pong. Meg changes, comes down. She's playing Pong. Everybody starts drinking. Defense attorney, hey, how much did they drink? He's like, a lot. Like, how much? And he's like, well, EJ, I remember at some point thinking to myself, damn, that's a lot of bottles these people have gone through. <laughs> and the defense attorney established that there was about six to eight people there who had drank almost six to seven bottles, according to EJ. On cross, the cross-examination, the prosecutor came out and he's like, well, how many people were there? And were some of them, wasn't Odell Beckham Jr. there? He's a big guy. And EJ was like, nah, oh, BJ wasn't drinking. And so it kind of killed the prosecutor's point. Look, EJ established they're very drunk. The other big point that EJ established, he said that Kelsey packed her own bag. He said that he had seen previously in Meg's luggage and her items, things for personal protection like mace, a taser, and what looked like a handgun. He didn't Ooh. see it that night or he doesn't recall whether he saw it that night, but before he had seen it, he established that Kelsey packed her own bag and that he moved Kelsey's bag from his car to the trunk of Tori's car. And then the defense established that if you look at where the bag is, Kelsey's bag, when the police pulled over the car, the bag is not in the trunk anymore. The bag has been moved from the trunk from the third over the third row and it's now in the middle of the bench seat. 
So question, did somebody move that bag? Did the gun come out of the bag? That's where the defense is going with this. The rest of EJ's testimony, he basically said that, you know, there was this issue with Tori and Kylie and it eventually gets Meg to be irritated, not acting like herself. He also explained that Corey Gamble was there, suggesting that, yo, it's time to go. And that's when he felt a little uncomfortable, like, yo, we need to get going. There was a laugh out loud moment in the courtroom when he was like, the defense was like, yo, why did you feel like you needed to go? He's like, yo, I don't wanna, you know, I felt like I, like we were the black people and we were the last people there. And so I didn't wanna be the last black people there. The whole courtroom laughed, I laughed. EJ was, like I said, just a tremendous witness. And the rest of the testimony, I mean, it was just tit for tat. The defense would bring something up. So there you go. So he also added that that's a lot that, that I left out of this video because he's saying that he saw what he thought might have been a handgun in Kelsey's bag or at least something that was packed in Megan's bag that Kelsey had access to. And then that bag was, he put the bag in the back of the SUV that they were all driving on in the night of the shooting. And when everything was said and done, that bag was moved to the middle console. So there could have been, you know, uh, there could have been a gun in there that Kelsey had access to and she might've did the deed. So, you know, that, that's just a little, little extra there. So we'll go back and let Mike finish this and let him do the amazing point job. Pewing. Now this part is really interesting to me and we're switching to Megan Cunoff. They called the next witness who was Jody Little, the senior DA investigator who introduced the recorded interview of Kelsey on Friday. And she was questioned about Kelsey's song, Bussin' Back, a diss song she wrote about Meg. Now previously, Tori's lawyer asked Kelsey about a single line about pew-pewing Meg, implying it was her implicating herself in the pew-pewing. But the reality of the song is Kelsey saying that she didn't do the pew-pewing. Like, who am I taking shots at? Question mark. B, I'm busting you. And this line clearly, she denies it. Who bought you? Cause you know it wasn't me. But when the lyrics were revisited today by WDA Kathy Ta, they went over the line, never been a jealous friend. All you had to do was clear your best friend's name. But I don't think anything significant came out of that questioning directed towards Jody Little, the senior DA investigator. Now, Tory Lanez's lawyer, during the cross-examination of Little seemed to devolve and also took a bit of a crass turn when he asked the older black woman about Kelsey's lyrics regarding sucking D behind my back. Did she talk about getting on her knees and sucking D? That's what Tory's lawyer asked the senior DA investigator, which is hilarious, honestly. What do y'all think? <laughs> do you hilarious. think that... So, you know, the, 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 that's fun. Update on the Romeo Max. Mariah. Tory Lane's trial, day, day seven. seven. Holy shart, y'all. Today was explosive with new details so as the defense is where it all changes for me. Takes the stand. Make sure y'all leave a comment and let's get right into this. Today we're going to be sourcing from James Queeley again. So the entire morning was spent with the defense's witness, Sean Kelly, who witnessed some of the incident from a balcony overlooking Nicholas Canyon. 
where the incident took place. And apparently the balcony was about 10 to 15 feet away from the entire incident. And while the defense claimed Kelly could ID Kelsey Harris as the pew pewer, that's not what happened. Kelly says he was woken up by arguing and looked out his window to see two girls fight, which we can presume was Megan and Kelsey. They were pulling the hair and hitting each other. It was quite violent. So there you go. We have an eyewitness who was about 10 to 15 feet away from the incident the night that it took place. And it shows Kelsey and Megan fighting and beating the shit out of each other. That's that's pretty big evidence. That's a pretty big that's not evidence, but there's that's pretty big testimony right there. Confusingly, Kelly says he both saw the muzzle flash coming from one of the girls, but also saw it about the same time the smaller gentleman, Lanes, got out of the car. He also confirmed that So before, I think we talk about it on this video, the the eyewitness was saying that he saw Kelsey shoot Meg. And then all of a sudden he starts being like, well, the muzzle flash, he never says anybody actually shoots anyone. So it, things change too uh, on his testimony. So it's very odd that people are cho choosing to, picking and choosing what they want to admit to. Uh, Nader's the jeweler. I got diamonds, I got gems, and every once in a while I drop them for you to pick up. There you go. No one said dance, B, which was definitely one of Megan's go-to lines, right, when she was all crying on that interview. So, and now here's the other witness saying that no one ever said dance, bitch. That was something that Megan added to the story because it sounded better. It sounded better. It sounds better that Tory Lanez was like, dance, bitch. Oh, man, I played this game back in the day, and it was called Hot Potato. They playing this with the gun charges. What's up, my brother from another mother? But he did describe a woman crawling away from the car bleeding. Previously, he told investigators he saw two people had the bun, but today he said that he never saw the bun. I just saw the flashes which he thinks came from Kelsey. Now it seems like Kelly was a bit all over the place. He said, the flashes then come from him, he says, referring to Lanes. I believe I saw the girl pew pew first. I didn't know she was pew pewing. I just thought it was fireworks, he later said. And then bizarrely, Kelly said, which didn't match up with anybody else's testimony, that three people were actually beating up Meg. Which would mean Kelsey, Tori, and the driver were all getting a piece. Now the defense actually got Kelly to acknowledge he previously said he saw Lanes wrestling the bun away from Kelsey. It looked like he was trying to take the bun from the other girl, Kelsey previously told defense investigators, then I'm cross. So, so he previously told investigators that Tori was trying to get the gun from Kelsey, but, and he also said that it was Kelsey who was shooting the gun. So it all changed once he was on, uh, on the stand and which is really weird. Like what, what does this guy have to lose by just telling the truth? Or maybe he lied in, in the beginning or who knows what the, the actual reasons are. It's very weird. from the prosecutor he believed the girl fired the first pew pew but the prosecutor ends up challenges him with the 911 call transcripts where Kelly supposedly never made any mention of a woman pew pewing 
They later called Detective Stogner, the lead investigator on the case, to the stand, which initially they didn't want to bring him on because of his uh, DV allegation. But he was able to confirm portions of Kelly's testimony that he initially told police he saw a muzzle flash closest to the other woman who wasn't being fired on, a.k.a. Kelly. Now, the prosecution wants to call Lanes up to the stand, in which they want to do a character assassination, meaning they want to bring up rap lyrics, tattoos, all his past offense, which is not what he's on trial. But what do you think? Let me know in the comments. Yeah, so the, they wanted to call Tory Lanes up to the, to the stand, and they were going to bring up rap lyrics, and it was basically a character assassination just to, you know, sway the jury even further that he was some piece of shit gangster who's like fucking who wants to beat on women and shit. So, you know, they, they, it was good that Tory decided not to take the stand. I think that was the best move because they would have just basically started swaying the jury just off of his character, which is not which is not on trial. There, it's not his character that's on trial. It's like who shot this? Who shot Megan? Did Tory Lane shoot Megan Stein? That's what it is. Maybe is Medea's. It really doesn't matter because the jury is going to hear the full story, not the crap version y'all spreading on social media. Man, fuck you. Medias or Medias. Whatever. Go somewhere else. Is Tory Lanez guilty or Okay, not so guilty? here's where we're at. We're caught up to where we're at now. I missed day eight, but whatever. I don't care. It was a long day. And uh, so... This is where we're at now, and then we'll go and check and see if there was an actual verdict yet. The jury is still deliberating on a verdict in the Tory Lanez trial, despite reports already claiming that Lanez has been found not guilty. This is above my pay grade. Everybody, make sure you're leaving a comment, and let's get into this. After multiple sites said, Tory Lanez found not guilty, they all full of cap. Interesting turn of events. There is no verdict yet in the Tory Lanez trial. For whatever reason, jurors have two pages for each charge, one for guilty and one for not guilty. These are for the third charge, discharge of a firearm with gross negligence. In these documents that contradict each other, one saying that he was found guilty of discharging a firearm with gross negligence. And of course, this one says not guilty of discharging a firearm. So there was a big confusion on, on all this shit, right? So with gross negligence. So what's going on here? Apparently there was a misunderstanding with the jury. They want a better definition of the word willfully and on purpose, which still doesn't explain anything to me, but I guess that's just what they're going with. There is no official verdict and all you Megan haters, sit back. And all you dudes out there that were just loving Tory Lane, chill out. It, 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 just, just chill. Anyways, they, so that's the, that was the outcome yesterday. They, they were supposed to have a verdict, and it was a guilty, not guilty for the same charge. It, it just didn't even make any sense. It still doesn't make sense to me. But apparently this morning, the judge was going to define what, um, what was the words? Define, um... They're going to define... There is no verdict yet in the Tory... So they're going to define willfully and on purpose as in did Tory Lanez willfully shoot the gun on purpose or willfully shoot Megan Thee Stallion on purpose or willfully use gross negligence while discharging a firearm on purpose. So I guess they just don't know what those mean. But so that's where we're at now. The judge is supposed to define that. So...